0: along with the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski. Um We do this every week, 15 minutes, and um, uh, Joel, I, I don't know how much longer we're gonna, we're gonna keep doing this, but one thing is for sure, uh, compared to when we started out several years back, uh, I'm just amazed at the, the number of people that we hear from uh, who enjoy the program. So feel free to share it with somebody, And if you're not one of our Facebook friends yet, uh, look for us on Facebook. And, of course, all of our archived programs are at graceroots.org. That's uh, Joel's website where you can find the archived programs there, the GigCast, G-I-G, Growing in Grace. Look for those archives because we've got hundreds of them on there now. And uh, looking forward today, Joel, to talking more about some of the things that Jesus said that are commonly misunderstood.
1: Uh, Yeah, Cap, you were saying you don't know how long we're going to be doing this. I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired of it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not. (laughs) Not at all, man. Uh, 200-plus programs here, and and you and I, we're loving this. Uh, And that's no joke. Uh, That's just the truth. We really do love getting together for this. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. you know, starting with the wrong premise, uh, you're going to you're gonna follow the wrong track the whole way. And so we're trying to, you know, hopefully get back on the right track with some things that perhaps in churches today, in the church today, are are misunderstood. You know, we talked about that uh, a certain lawyer who came up to Jesus and asked what he could do to in- inherit eternal life. And talked about how, you know, some laws were mentioned there and how that wasn't the point. We talked about some other things in this week. Yeah, the prodigal son, Cap uh you know you uh, before we recorded uh today you were talking about how the the title of that parable the parable of the prodigal son is probably not accurate in fact you know as as the way that we're seeing this pro- this uh this parable uh really the focus shouldn't be on the prodigal son at all uh shouldn't be on the older brother either <laughs> and as we ended up saying last week you know the hero of the story isn't us at all it is not about us at all we got to get the focus on on the on the real hero of the story and on what is really being said here and we think that the focus should be on the father the loving father when it comes to the parable of what's known what's commonly known as the prodigal son
0: yeah well again uh, our our thinking is is uh, not looking through the right set of lenses because of the misunderstandings we've had even from the very first part of Matthew about what jesus was communicating and we're not gonna not gonna hammer back on that just go back and listen to uh... the last few programs but um, the point is that when you're when you're looking at it through the wrong set of eyes you begin to see a lot of things through the wrong set of eyes and we 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 tend to want to make ourselves the center of the story so that's what we did with the prodigal it shouldn't even be called the prodigal son we call it that and the whole, the whole focus here in the story should be on the unconditional love of the father. I mean, here's this, this uh, young man who ran away, uh, went off and did his own thing. That's true. But the, the, the focus of the story here is that this, this guy did nothing to deserve any kind of favor with his father. The love, the acceptance, it never went away. I mean, God never rejected this son. Uh, he was always there for him. Never went anywhere, never stopped loving him, and that's really what the center of, of the story should be. And when the son showed back up on the doorstep, he started to spout off on all the things he was going to do, all these promises that he wasn't going to be able to keep, by the way, all this stuff he was going to do if, if, if the father would just let him come back and become a hired hand. Uh, he I didn't even have to be treated like a son. Just treat me like a hired hand and I'll do this, this, and this. God shut him up. The father shut him up and said, I, I don't want to hear it. Just get in here. you You're mine. I think that 's interesting
1: yeah and and I think the unfortunate thing is if if we see ourselves as that prodigal son who said oh man uh, oh father i've he, this is what he was going to say to father, I have sinned in against heaven and in your sight i 'm no longer worthy to be called your son, and if we continue on with that mindset which was a wrong mindset the the prodigal son came to his father with the wrong mindset. We've got to get that uh, point in because the father had a totally different mindset of his son who had been missing. He's the father's response is, Oh, you've been dead. You've been dead, but now you're alive. He was thrilled that his son, I don't know if he knew that his son was dead or not, but to him, he was missing. He was gone. And uh, as far as he was concerned, uh, it was sad for the father because his son was dead. But now his son who had quote been dead, was now alive again and he was lost and is found and um, it says they began to be merry uh they began to have they began to have fun you know the the father threw a party for his son that's the point of the story and so you know we can look at ourselves as okay if we want to put ourselves in the place of the prodigal son All right, once we had gone missing, once we were lost, but now we're found. Let's be happy about it. Let's not walk with our heads hung low going, oh, I'm no longer worthy. I'm just not worthy to be a a child of God because God has a totally different view of us. We are worthy because we are loved dearly by him. That's the point of the story.
0: Yeah, and and the reason we call it the prodigal son is because of our misunderstandings. And and, and instead of calling it the, the loving father... Uh, We we get so focused. Now here's the thing, Joel. A lot of people, because of how they've been taught about what things Jesus said, they think that this son, uh, who went out and did a bunch of bad stuff, came home and decided he was going to do a bunch of good stuff and was going to start living right, even though that's never really mentioned in the parable. (laughs) That's just the perception that we have, even though it's not in there. Uh, At least subconsciously, people are thinking, well, He was doing bad. Now he's coming home and he's going to do good. And that's not what the parable is about at all. And Joel, I know we weren't going to spend much time on this, but can I share a true story? Go ahead, man. Uh, I know somebody. He just shared this with me recently. When he was a young man, uh, he decided to take a friend out who was visiting town and uh, decided to go have a little fun. So he went over and was tipping over some street signs out in the country. (laughs) Like, I don't know, speed limit signs, whatever they were, stop signs, I don't know.
1: Stuff that you would do. No, just kidding. Yeah. He
0: he got caught and ended up having to appear in court. And he figured he was pretty much toast or at the very least would have to do some sort of community service or something. He gets there before the judge. See, the, the law was there to judge him. And uh, he gets there and mentions uh, when he's asked his name, he says his name, and the judge looks at him and says, "Are, are you the son of so and so?" And he's, or you know, do you, are you related to so and so? And he says, "Yeah, that was that was my dad." You're kidding? Well, I knew your dad way back. Blah blah blah. And the judge started yakking with him about his dad, <laughs> and and the young man is sitting there thinking, "Well, this is going pretty well so far." <laughs> The The bottom line to the, to the story is that the judge let him off. And this young man, at least back then he was a young man, he was convinced the reason that he was let off was because of who his father was. Mm-hmm. See, the law was there to judge him, mm-hmm. but because of who his father was, he was freed from the punishment that he deserved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just found that interesting here as we talk about this this loving father that we have with the, the prodigal story. Um, it, it's all about God's unconditional love. It's not about the prodigal, the son, running away and coming back, and now he's going to start doing everything right. That's not what the story is about.
1: That's true. And, uh, yeah, now that you say that, I've got a I, – I think I've shared uh, this story, too, before. And so we're probably not going to get into some of the stuff that we had planned on. But that's all right. Um uh, because I had uh one time over half my life ago when I was still a teenager and uh gonna be vulnerable here and just share some stuff that I did as a teenager. Uh one night uh we were out I was out with four friends, we were out drinking and we had uh well, we had quite a lot to drink and I was out driving on a on a gravel road and went around a corner you know, I didn't see the corner and ended up turning just a little bit too late. We ended up upside down in a ditch. And uh, fortunately, nobody got hurt, everyone was okay, Uh, but we ended up, uh, my friend and I ended up spending the night in the lockup, uh, spending the night in the city jail, and then uh, it was a Saturday night, and my dad is a pastor, my mom, of course, a pastor's wife, and uh, they let us out around 6 a.m. that Sunday morning, and uh, I... Started walking home real slowly. We went and uh, looked at the totaled car uh, that my dad had purchased for me for college. Uh, This was a gift they had given me, and I had dropped out of college uh, not too long before that. So that just added to some of the the pain of what I had done to my parents. Went uh, home, finally made, made it home. My mom was in the kitchen getting ready for church. I walked in the house. And, you know, what would a uh, what would a parent say whose son had totaled their car while out drinking, rolled the car in a ditch? You can imagine, uh, you know, if humanly speaking, that there was probably some anger there, some disappointment. But here's what my mom said to me when I walked in that house that uh, forever changed me. Well, at the time, it didn't change me. But uh, as I look back, it did. My mom looked at me when I walked in the house, and she said, we're just glad you're alive. And that was it. Just, just compassion there and love. And uh, there was no you know, punishment. There was no, we're so disappointed with you, son. There was none of that there was none of that and that showed me that when I, when i began to understand god's grace i looked back on that and i understood god's grace in a way that i never had before that is a loving parent that that is the loving father it's not that well you did something bad and so i'm going to punish you and i'm so angry with you and uh and uh, anything like that it's we're so glad you're alive we're just glad you're alive and um that really meant a lot to me and i think that really does show the love of the father Uh, and and that's really the point again of what we're sharing here so many of these things we look at the words of Jesus and we think he's some angry person we look at the words of God thinking he's an angry God but really when you get to the real meaning of the scriptures he is a loving God a loving father who uh, has done everything that's necessary to bring us close to him
0: yeah and even in that story with the son Joel um uh... there's even something else being represented there and it, it it's it's the brother <laughs> the brother who right. is upset right. and said hey wait a minute I, i've been here the whole time and you know what the brother to me represents it, it represents so- someone who is indeed a child but somebody who hasn't really understood un- unconditional love and uh... is still caught up in in some legalistic issues of their own thinking that somehow they deserved something because they were faithful in some way and that, again, uh, is, is not what this story is about. It's, it's God's unconditional love. And um, I, I just think that this is another great example of us looking through the wrong set of eyes because we, as Steve McVeigh says, we usually like to make ourselves the heroes in these stories. The hero is God. It's Jesus. Um, he's the one who has done it all and, and will continue to do so for the rest of our lives because it's his life in us. Well, Joel, we'll talk more about some things Jesus said next week. In fact, one thing we want to touch on is the rich young ruler, a young man who came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus started rattling off the Ten Commandments to him, at least five of the ten. And so does that apply to you and me? We'll talk about that next week here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski heard weekly on GraceWalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.